This, friends, is a mantra that I want to invite you to take on, especially if you have found yourself experiencing a great deal of growth already. This is all about what happens when you've done the work. Once you've reached a place where you've had the growth, you've had the shift, you've experienced the change, and now you're realizing that, hey, where I'm hanging out, the way that I'm doing things right now, the way that my business is operating right now, the way that my relationships are operating right now, like these things actually don't serve me anymore. The version of me who exists before you today doesn't actually feel that great in this context any further. And she needs more. She needs something different, right? And so those familiar spaces, while comfortable because they're familiar, will not feel comfortable at all in the context of what you're actually receiving from them because they don't actually serve you. They're no longer aligned with who you are nor who you desire to be. Welcome to the Hennapreneur Podcast, the exclusive podcast of its kind, dedicated to giving you an honest look at the realities of making a living as a henna professional. I'm your host, Chelsea Stevenson, a tea-loving, shoe-collecting mother of three in constant search for the most poppin' pair of earrings and the perfect shade of red lipstick. I'm also a professional henna artist and business strategist who went from barely being able to piece together a fluid design to being the owner of the most celebrated henna boutique in my city. I'm on a mission to help henna professionals to harness their skills and grow vibrant, profitable businesses that they absolutely love. If you want to make more money with your art, you are definitely in the right place. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, Hennapreneurs. Welcome back to another episode of the Hennapreneur Podcast. Today, I want to get a little bit personal with you, a little bit more personal, a little bit more open. I want to share some of my own journey, some of my own experience in hopes that it is helpful for you. And I know that it will be because so much of the work that we're doing as we're building our henna businesses is related to our mindset. And it's related to the way that we not only think about life, think about ourselves, the people around us, our businesses, the way that we show up in the world. But also the way that we perceive change, the way that we perceive uh, identity, right? And when you are um, running a business and when you are beginning a business specifically, there is a lot of identity shift that happens where we um, have to begin to see ourselves through a different lens. We have to begin to believe different things about our own capacity. We have to begin to believe different things about who we are and how we are willing to show up and be visible in the world. And so I want to today share with you three mantras that really changed my life and business. And this isn't just specific to the business aspect. These are three mantras or three affirmations that have really carried me and moved me to see a great deal of change, not only within myself, but also in the way that I engage relationships and the way that I engage my business and the way that I engage clients and in my own sense of identity again, which is my belief systems overall. So I want to share those with you today. And I'm hopeful that depending on where you are in your journey that one or maybe many of these land with you. All right, so without further ado, let's jump into the first one. So the first mantra was stop asking blind people to proofread your vision, okay? Stop asking blind people to proofread your vision. Now, this is a mantra that I settled into around 2018 to 2019. And during that time, I was, oof, really coming out of the 
thickness of some really hard challenges. Um, if you're familiar with me, um, if you've listened to some of the most recent podcast episodes, you know that at the end of 2017, my family experienced some really severe, impactful trauma. And when I made my way through 2018, 2018 was very much like a blur. And as I kind of began to emerge from that space, from that headspace and from that emotional space, and I started to kind of find my feet back on the ground again, I knew that a lot was going to have to change. A lot would have to change for me personally, and a lot would have to change inside of my business if I wanted to operate it in a way that felt really good to me and that felt really well aligned with the direction that I wanted to go. And so I started to make a great number of changes. For example, inside of my business, I raised my rates significantly. I um, stopped accepting certain types of bookings. I um, slashed my festival load by like 75 to 85%. I went from, you know, working at events every weekend in the summer to doing one per month. I like, I really, (laughs) really made adjustments. And even in making those changes where I knew where I was headed, I would get feedback from people. I would get feedback from friends. I would receive feedback from event organizers um, or even just like people within my professional network who would ask me questions about, you know, are you sure that you want to do that? Are you sure that you want to let that go? Are you sure that you had just a lot of, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And I don't know about you, but there's something about someone asking you that question that almost feeds doubt and feeds insecurity, right? And I had to really go back into myself and pull back into myself and my own knowing and my my intuition, right? And not only that, but really ground myself down into my values and the vision that I had for where I was going and continue to move with confidence despite other people's hesitations, right? And so when I began occupying this mantra, this was one that helped me. <laughs> it helped me to uh, begin to kind of kind of remove the judgment of other people. And while I could receive it, I could hear it, I could see it, I certainly was experiencing it. It also gave me space to remember that these people don't know what I'm doing. These people don't know what my end goal is. These people don't really understand the direction that I'm headed and why I'm doing it and where I hope to be in the next year, two years, three years, five years, 10 years, right? And so um, anytime I find myself in a space where I know that the vision is so much bigger and that I'm in a growth period where I'm, you know, beginning to develop something new or I'm trying something different or I'm doing something that might seem unexpected, that's my vision. (laughs) That's my vision. And not everyone else is going to have the wherewithal um, or the context to be able to not only acknowledge it, but to appreciate it. And so if you find yourself in the earlier phases of your business, then this mantra might be particularly useful for you, especially as you are still kind of finding your feet. The thing about when you're in that growth space, and maybe this isn't even that you're just new to your business, perhaps you're trying something new in your business. I'm talking at this point about any sort of growth that's going to require you uh, to do things that that are seemingly unexpected or that may look or feel a little bit perhaps risky or perhaps they just look like they're counterintuitive. They might seem a, a bit counterintuitive. This is the place (laughs) where I like to employ this mantra and where I would encourage you to employ this mantra as well. 
look, the people who are around you, they may, you know, they want the best for you. We can give them the benefit of the doubt. We could honor the space that they, you know, are occupying. One that wants to see you safe and protected and that wants to see you doing well, um, that doesn't want to see you get hurt or to experience disappointment and so forth. And also, those people don't know what your bigger vision is. And those people don't have the capacity to appreciate your vision in the same way that you do. And so if they haven't done it, right, and they haven't seen it, and they can't even really value what it is just in conversation and you sharing that with them, then they're certainly not the people that you want to be proofreading, checking um, the steps that you're making to move forward in advancement of said vision, okay? So stop asking blind people to proofread your vision, friends. Do you want more bookings with clients who say things like, do whatever you want, I love all of your work, and who rave about how amazing your art is to anyone who'll listen? You know, the ones who respect your time, pay your rates without flinching, come back over and over again, and who leave a juicy, generous tip to boot? If the thought of filling your client list with people like this has you screaming, yes, please, then friend, I want you to head over to hennapreneur.com slash BBC. That's hennapreneur.com slash BBC and get registered for my next business bootcamp like yesterday. The business bootcamp is perfect for hennapreneurs who want more bookings with better clients at higher rates and who want to feel like a boss from start to finish. From smart marketing to designing like a pro, from swoon-worthy bookings to savvy banking, the nine-week business bootcamp has the support and guidance that you need to jumpstart your business in the right direction. See are limited and we kick off the next cohort soon. So visit hennapreneur.com slash BBC to get registered now. All right. So mantra number two, I do my best within the bounds of self-respect with the cards of the moment and everything else belongs to life. Now, this mantra is one that I held with me actually over a period of years and oof, I can't even remember when I actually started to employ this mantra. It probably would have been around the same time, but it stayed with me for longer. And still, this is a mantra that I have, <laughs> that I say to myself, you know, just about every day at this point. Um, in the morning, there was a time where I had it written on a mirror. So I would see it every morning as I was getting ready. I would read it to myself every morning as I was getting ready. And then I reached a point where, you know, I would just repeat it to myself as I was leaving the house or I'm getting in the car and I'm taking on the day, right? I do my best within the bounds of self-respect with the cards of the moment and everything else belongs to life. And this is something that it's very close to my heart. Um, a friend uh, introduced this mantra to me and it really offered me the space to be more gracious with myself. And I don't know if this is something that you experience, but I can certainly, you know, speaking for me, say that I tend to be very judgmental about how I do things, when I do things, why I do things, if I do things, right? I had a tendency to, <laughs> I have a past tendency that I'm learning to let go of, right? Of um, speaking to myself in a way that I would never speak to anyone else, right? I would never discredit someone else in the same way. I would never be unkind to someone else in the same way or so judgmental to someone else um, in the same ways that I have had the tendency to be with myself. And one of the things for me as someone who enjoys having control over their situation, and, and listen, there's no, 
There's nothing wrong with that, right? There is there is a feeling of safety and security when we hold control of our circumstances. But the truth is that we don't ever really have control of outcomes, right? We have control over our actions, but we don't actually have control of the outcomes uh, related to those actions. And so there's a very fine line there. And for me, I would find myself just really beating myself up over, you know, this didn't go according to plan or my plans had to change because of this or that or, you know, I didn't I didn't meet that goal within the time frame that I had hoped. So what does that make me? Does that make me a failure? Does that make me, you know, a disappointment? Who all is looking? How embarrassing, right? Like all of these things. And it's like, we don't have to be so self-critical. We don't have to be so unkind with ourselves. And so uh, for me, this mantra was very, it was very helpful. It reminded me and it allowed space for me to give myself the credit necessary for having done my best with what I had at the time. So this is the thing. When we are making decisions, be it in life, be it in business, it doesn't matter. We're always making decisions based on the vantage point that we have at that time. Meaning, whatever resources we have at that time, experience, um, perspective, insights, knowledge, right? Whatever limited amount of context we have at that time, that is what we're using to inform our decision-making process. And when we are operating with that limited context, with that limited insight, right, we are still doing our best. We're doing our best with what we have at that time. And for me, it allows for me to be much more uh, again, more gracious with myself. It allows for me to be more forgiving um, and more open with myself when I can acknowledge, hey, I did my best with what I knew then. It still was done in alignment with my values, meaning within those bounds of self-respect, right? So it's not like, oh, you know, I did something and it took me outside of my character. I did something and I won't sleep well tonight because of it. No, nothing like this, right? When I do my best, within those bounds of self-respect and with the knowledge and the uh, the nuance that I am familiar with at that time, then I've done the best that I can, period, right? And there's nothing more that I can expect from myself at that point. And so for me to begin wailing on myself for, you know, for not having done things differently is really useless. And not only is it useless, it's not even logical, right? But the thing is, as we move forward in our journeys and as we um, grow in our experiences, because we um, begin to ascertain some some new perspective, right? We uh, begin to come into new knowledge and into new context and into new experience. It's very easy for us then operating from what they call the curse of knowledge, right? Very easy for us to look back at past versions of ourselves and be judgmental. And so um, this this mantra offers a reminder to you as well that as you're growing, you're not required to <laughs> you're not required to please future you because future you is going to be better prepared than you are today. 
Future you knows more, has more, can do more, understands more, gets it more, right? That future you is going to be better prepared so long as you today continue to do your best within those bounds of self-respect and with the cards of the moment, the resources and, and knowledge that you have right now. Now, I love the second piece here, which is that everything else belongs to life because here is where it encourages the release of everything else which you cannot control anyway right so again we're in control of our actions we're in control of the things that we do say the way that we behave the way that we uh, the contributions if you will that we offer to the world and yet we are not responsible for the outcomes tied to those things, nor are we responsible for the way that others perceive those things, nor are we responsible for the way that those contributions are received by others, um, or the way that the world engages those contributions later, right? We are responsible for what we do with the intent that we have. And of course, this also, I'm going to like place a little an asterisk here because we don't want to take this to an extreme either. We are responsible for, um, for our intent and intent and impact are two very different things. So part of this knowing also is understanding that perhaps you might do something with one particular intent and it does result in an outcome that includes harm towards other people or that includes um, you actually hurting someone, right? And when and if that happens, which it's inevitable, we all make mistakes, right? <laughs> it is, we're human beings, it's okay. But when that happens, we are also still responsible to do our best within the bounds of self-respect with the knowledge that we have at that point. So once we come into a knowing that we have done harm, right? Albeit inadvertently, we are still, you know, required because of those bounds of our self-respect and that new knowledge to actually address that and do what we can to to rectify that situation. So this um, this mantra does not absolve us of um, personal accountability at all. In fact, what it's saying is, I am accountable at every point, and I'm accountable to doing to behaving in the, you know with with the utmost amount of excellence. Right? I'm accountable to um, my own integrity. I'm accountable to my belief systems, to my value systems, um, and I'm accountable to the knowledge that I have right now. Everything else is not mine, but I can continue to show up in this way. And so I really love this mantra. And it's, it, it is one that, again, I continue to carry with me today. So the third mantra is one that actually was the most challenging for me to, um, to really lean into and to ultimately embody. However, when I did, this is also where I started to see uh, transformations in my life and in my business that were um, some of the most significant and the most impactful. So this one is, it's better to exist in the discomfort of what's unknown than in the comfort of spaces that are familiar yet do not serve me, okay? It's better to exist in the discomfort of what's unknown than in the comfort of spaces that are familiar yet do not serve me. And when I reflect on this mantra, what I came to realize over time, because this is a mantra that I began to employ around 2020, 2020, 2021, and now even coming into this new year, I've now started to kind of move beyond it. However, this mantra was one that when I first settled into it, it made me incredibly uncomfortable. It made me feel as though I could be making mistakes. It made me feel as though the unknown of life can be 
incredibly daunting. And if you are someone who thrives on knowing what's next, then having an unknown variable or factor in front of you can feel like absolutely terrifying, to be honest. I'm the type of person that I consistently think five steps ahead. It's what makes me good at what I do. It's what allows for me to be, um, you know, really great when it comes to business strategy. Um, it allows for me also to be very uh, mindful in my relationships. Um, this is a, a quality that has served me particularly well. And it's just the way that my brain works, right? And so there's nothing I can do about that to, to change that. And also, because I'm the type of person that's constantly thinking five steps ahead, I'm always kind of looking for where there's opportunity for things to go awry, where something might go off track, and if this, then that. Um, I'm always kind of coming up with, I mean, it's, it's impossible for me not to have a plan B at all times because I'm always looking at life, if you will, like a chessboard. And I am anticipating what might come next and what I will do if and when we get there, right? And there's a level of feeling in control that comes with that. Because when you view the world in such a way and when, you're, when your brain works in that way, you always feel like you know, what, you know what's next, you know what you can do, you feel very comfortable, you feel very much as though, like, you've got this, right? I've got this. And unfortunately, there are times in life where you are going to enter into uncharted territory where you literally have no idea what's coming next, why it's coming, when it's coming, who it's coming from, right? And in those spaces, I find myself to be incredibly challenged, okay? And so during, you know, those, during 2020, certainly and into 2021, I had to remind myself that even though the spaces I was occupying were familiar, they weren't actually comfortable, right? Like, let's be real. The familiar spaces were comfortable because it was the evil that I knew, right? Rather than the evil that I don't know. And you guys might be familiar with that, that saying, right? And it's like, well true, but is it really, right? <laughs> like, is it really we're already casting like this negative light on future uh, possibility or future versions of uh, lived experience? And we don't know that it's actually going to be an evil at all, right? And so for me, I had to really come to the understanding and the acceptance of the fact that the spaces that I was in that felt familiar actually weren't that comfortable at all. And it was better for me to get out of those spaces and to begin to explore other alternatives and to explore other options, right? Rather than continuing in something that actually didn't feel aligned for me any further. Instead of staying inside of something that felt a little uh, contradictory, right? Contradictory to the person who I had become. And this, friends, is a mantra that I want to um, invite you to take on, especially if you have found yourself experiencing a great deal of growth already, right? So our first mantra is definitely one for if you're in the growth space right now and you're being challenged by feedback from people or you're being challenged by perspectives from people who might kind of like push you to stay where you are. That second mantra, it's great in general, but it definitely is for like when you're in the growth space, 
<laughs> because you're going to need to make decisions and, and, and you're going to need to make changes that may feel like, oh, am I doing the right thing? And, um, you know, what happens if I mess up? And no, here's your reminder that you're actually not responsible for all of that in the future. You're just responsible for doing your best right now. But this third mantra, this one right here, this is all about what happens when you've done the work. Once you've reached a place where you've had the growth, you've had the shift, you've experienced the change, and now you're realizing that, hey, where I'm hanging out, the way that I'm doing things right now, the way that my business is operating right now, the way that my relationships are operating right now, like these things actually don't serve me anymore. The version of me who exists before you today doesn't actually feel that great in this context any further. And she needs more. She needs something different, right? And so those familiar spaces, while comfortable because they're familiar, will not feel comfortable at all in the context of what you're actually receiving from them because they don't actually serve you. They're no longer aligned with who you are nor who you desire to be, right? The, the growth that you desire to experience. And so it's in this space right? That you have to also come to um, the acceptance of this idea that there, the discomfort that you will experience by stepping out into the unknown is actually better for you. It is actually more exhilarating for you, for sure. Um, it may actually be more safe for you. It actually may bring more abundance to you. It may actually serve you better than staying where you are because that's where you've always been. It's very challenging because oftentimes when we are in a growth space and we've done all of the work and we've, you know, perhaps you've been in therapy or you've been inside of a program like mine or you've, you know, worked with a coach or you've done like you've, you've done some work and you've seen some change. It can be really hard to feel like you're leaving things behind you that were there for you while you were in it or that existed and, and, and that you loved and that you, um, you know, that you valued, that you cherished. And also the little piece of you that's saying, but I need different and I need more, right? If that's where you're at, this is the mantra for you. You've done the work, right? And now it's time for you to embody that work and move into your next space, that new space that will serve you better than what you have right now. And so these are my three mantras. I hope that these offer for you, depending on where you are in your journey, that they offer for you some value, some insight. I'm interested to know, I would love to know, uh, if you're not already a member of the Hennapreneur community, come join me over on Facebook um, because I want to hear from you. I want to know which of these three mantras most resonates with you and where you're at in your journey today. And of course, if you'd love to share some, some context around what's going on with you and your business, you're welcome to do that with me there as well. And I'd love to give a little bit of feedback for you there. But my goal for you today is that you take one of these three mantras, or perhaps you take more than one, and that you begin to apply them. The best way to do that, in my experience, is to, to take these, sit them somewhere, you know, write them down, put them on a post-it note, put them somewhere where you'll see them every day. Read them to yourselves aloud, not, you know, quietly to you. No, read it to yourself aloud. When you, the words that you speak, my friend, you are the first person to hear them as well, right? So 
say the words, actually, uh, you know, use your mouth and put those words out there, hear yourself saying them. And then if you want to do some meditation around them, if you want to kind of just sit with them, that's fine too. But just begin to reflect on these on a regular basis and you will see um, as well how your thought processes can change and how you and the way that you perceive uh, life and the world around you and yourself, your own identity, right? Um, how that changes over time. So I'm hopeful to hear from y'all inside the Headbreaker community and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Hey friend, I just want to give you a quick thank you for tuning into this episode of the Hennapreneur podcast. And I hope that you're really enjoying connecting with me in this way. You can find links to all of the content shared today in the show notes located at hennapreneur.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed the show and would like to stay in the loop with Hennapreneur, be sure to subscribe to the podcast too. You'll get access to all of the new episodes and to surprise bonus episodes as well as soon as they're released. I'd be so grateful to you if you'd take a moment to rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts as well. This helps me to reach more artists like you who would love and benefit from the show. For more ways to connect and work with me or to join me inside of the Hennapreneur community, pop over to hennapreneur.com. I can't wait to support you as you chase your big audacious goals, one henna design at a time.